Welcome to the Cadet Architects Podcast Show, where we highlight the great teaching and learning that happens at Mill Creek Community Schools in West Central Indiana. All right, welcome to the third episode of the Cadet Architects Podcast. I am Matt Miller, your host, uh, five-star technology solutions e-coach, tech coach, innovative learning specialist, and anything else to help students and teachers create awesome learning experiences. I'm here with my third guest on the show, Mr. Preston Schaefer. Preston, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, well, I'm Preston Schaefer. Um, Currently, I'm the director of choirs for the middle school and the high school. And um, this is my fourth year of teaching, my third year teaching uh, middle school and high school. And I have one year where I did just all high school. Uh, I also am the musical director for the high school. And I'm also the musical director for the middle school, for the middle school musical. Um, And part of my job is also, it's co-curricular. So there's some ECA things that are um, like outside of school, require the musical. um, But that's pretty much what I do (laughs) all the time. All the time, yeah. Yeah. All right, so what what about a random thing that makes you unique or uh, something going on in your life outside of your crazy schedule? Um, there's not a lot right now because I'm here <laughs> all the time. Um, I try to, uh, I have a little bit of a side business where I do some music arranging and things like that as well, uh, which is outside of what I do here. Um, but that hasn't been um, happening very much lately because <laughs> I've been here all the time. Because all your time's here. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of what kind of happens in your classes? Okay. Well, the classes that I have, I have two, last year I had three middle school choirs and this year we combined two uh, to get seventh and eighth grade together and we added the drama class at the middle school. And then I have two choirs at the high school and a music theory um, class as well. So most of my classes are performance based. So uh, in the choir classes, we're focusing on technique of singing, um, but we're doing that through the, the literature. So I talk a lot with the kids about we're not learning songs, we're trying to learn skills uh, that we use to sing the music that we sing, uh, which is, was kind of a transition for some of them um, last year and still into this year. That we're not just learning songs, but we're trying to learn skills. Um, in my drama class, that class was created to one, kind of increase the electives for the kids at the middle school, but also to kind of help with the middle school musical. I have some of my lead characters are in choir and drama this semester, so I get to have them two times a day. But in that class, we've done some uh, different things and activities with acting concepts, whether that was with movement or voice or uh or, or breath, any kind of acting concept, we've been trying to introduce them to just basic acting skills um, and try to make it as interactive and fun for them as possible. But they're also involved in the musical, so there's been a lot of time spent singing, doing that part of it, and then also the acting part for the middle school. So that's what we've been, that's what we kind of do at the middle school. And at the high school, it's kind of the same thing for choirs, just at a higher level. Um, and we're seeing more difficult music and expanding those concepts that we do basically here at the middle school. Um, there's more sight reading at the high school where they have to learn to actually read the music that's in front of them, um, which is a literacy thing. 
you know, music is um, different in the fact that, yeah, they need to be able to read the words in front of them, but they also need to be able to read the dots on the page and all the symbols that go with it. So we would do a lot of that. And then the theory class is new this year, too. Um, and it's for sophomores through seniors. And we study uh, theoretical concepts of music. So we start with things like note values and um, note names, and we move into more expanded concepts that are theoretical that can be applied in practice to music. Um, so it's more than just reading music, it's learning about um, how music functions. And we also, it's also a composition class. So right now they're actually working on their composition project, which is part of their final for the semester. So um, they have to use notation software online. Um, and there are certain parts of it that are due at certain points. So we check the melody, we check our harmonic progression. Now we're starting to work on the part writing and eventually they end up with a full voice, eight measure minimum composition of their of their composition, so. And so what, what do they do with it after um, them? Well, they will, we'll play them for the class because it's, uh, they're using NoteFlight, which is an online notation site. Um, there's better like software out there, but because of the Chromebooks, we have to use what we can use within a browser. So that's um, what they're doing. And so they'll play that for each other. Um, I'm the one that actually evaluates it, but I work through the process with them. Um, and there's not really much they're gonna probably do with it after that, but it's going to give them the skills to be able to write something larger if they would choose to do that. So you're so, starting small. Yeah, we're starting small. I mean, it has to be eight measures minimum. Um, a lot of them have more than that um, just because they're interested in it. So um, That's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so you, you weren't joking when you said, I don't have much time out, yeah. out of class. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and lots of new stuff, you know, the new mm -hmm. stuff with the drama and then the new stuff at the high school as well. Yeah. Um, what are some things that are coming up on your schedule, which would be student schedule as well, um, that, that are some major things? Yeah, well, this weekend we have James and the Giant Peach Jr., which is the middle school musical. It'll be their second show. Um, last year I approached um, Kale and Zach about doing a middle school musical here, and um, we got that approval. We did Track Jr. last year. And that was um, a good experience for those kids. And this gives them a different, it gives them a big project to work on. One for this semester, second semester for choir, it's the organizational festival. And so for this semester, it's working towards winter concert, but also this musical. And it gives them a different side, a different perspective of some vocal music. Because it's not necessarily choral music in the traditional sense. They sing as a group but it's that musical theater piece, which a lot of them are interested in, and it's a more fun type of activity than just standing and singing all the time. So it gets them a little bit more engaged. So that's coming up this weekend, and um, we went to an online ticketing system this year, so tickets can be purchased online. Um, and the posters that are around the buildings, the QR codes, they can get tickets like that. As well. Oh, so on the, on the actual posters? Yeah, on the, on the posters on the wall, they all have QR codes, takes them directly to the ticket site. They can purchase tickets. That's cool. Um, and that's new this year as well. Um, and then after James is over, three weeks, 
So we'll go a week, have Thanksgiving, and then come back. On the 9th of December, we have our winter concert, which is both the middle school and high school together. The middle school kids have been pulling double duty. They've been learning Christmas music and musical stuff. They have a little bit less Christmas music than the high school because they haven't had as much time. But they're going to be performing. That's at 7 on Monday, December 9th. And then um, that will round out our first semester. But then in the second semester, we have our ISMA organizational contest, which uh, each group learns three pieces, takes it to be judged. Um, and it's where you get these rating plaques from. Uh, it's from those contests. Um, we'll also do solo and ensemble before that, first week in February for kids that are doing that. Um, Mary Poppins is the high school musical this year. So it'll be in April. And then we will round out our year with our spring choral concert in May. <laughs> Round out, man, that's jam-packed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's, you know, you mentioned classroom stuff, but then outside of classroom, uh, you know, you have the drama st- I mean, the James and John Peach this weekend, and then choir concert and all that other stuff. Um, how does being a part of, of a musical or a drama or um, anything outside of the classroom, how does that benefit them uh, in their life, just yeah. normal life? It really benefits them in two different aspects. There is that classroom aspect where they're singing together and we are we are addressing standards for choral music and for drama through that. But being in the musical, there are so many moving parts and that's what's something that I don't think people understand when they go and they watch one is that there are so many moving parts to that and logistics that the kids have to learn and be aware of. So it, learn, it teaches them to, and for them to learn how to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. And it also teaches them how to time manage because they have to be here for rehearsal after school and follow that schedule. They're not here every day, but there's a schedule they need to follow. Uh, when they're here for three hours after school, you know, how to deal with that and making sure they're getting homework done because I still expect them to do their homework. Um, in every class, and uh, how to work and be a part of a team, uh, because when one of them fails, they all do, because if one person doesn't know what they're doing on stage, it looks not correct. So uh, it just teaches some of those teamwork skills and, and how to be a part of something that's um, bigger than them and really work together to put together a production, and they really get to see, yeah, there are a lot of moving parts here, and it's not just all about me. <laughs> Well, you only see, you know, you see the people on stage, but also the stuff that happens behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, and all that coming together. And there are several high school students that are helping make that, that high, that those high school students are making that behind the scenes stuff work for me because I, I'm not back there. I'm up in the booth. I'm running. We do it with the track. We do the high school musical with the orchestra, but the middle school shows, the junior ones are on CD. So I'm running that. Uh, but so those high school students have really, really, really done a great job of making sure that stuff de- gets done back there. <laughs> so, and the middle school kids, they see that they're also a part of it. So they learn how to do that part as well. Uh, what about outside? Of, I know there's some students here that are doing other things as well. Do you know anything about them? Yeah, I had several students. Um, oh, I, I have several students that participate in shows at the biz. Um, which I think is great for them. And there are several of them that didn't start doing that until after we did Shrek, um, actually. So we did Shrek, and then there were some that had done it before, but I had more students involved after we had done Shrek. So I know at the middle school, like we have Justice, Plumbo, and Cadence Bean that have done 
um, other shows. I know Megan Fox, she's been in some stuff at the Biz. So those are just a few of my middle school students that participate um, in things at the Biz. I know the high school, I at least have one who's been in a semi-professional production um, this past summer. Um, and other students have been in um, other productions outside of what we do at the high school, which is great for them because they can take the skills they learn here or they can take skills they learn in those productions and bring them in here. Um, I, can, I can say that with my leads this year that have been in other productions, I can say that I see a lot of growth in them from last year to this year because at least a couple of them that had not done like another show aside from Shrek that have since done other shows. This will be now their fifth show from when we started in the, over the course of a year. So they have gained a lot of experience in a, in a year just doing other things outside of what we do here. And for, for people that don't know, uh, what is or how could you categorize The Biz? The Biz is a theater group that I'm not quite sure where they're out of, like where they're um, base is where they do their classes but they do offer classes and acting classes and uh, I think they offer voice lessons and those types of things as well um, but it's a uh, Hendricks County thing um, so we have the biz we have Hendricks County Civic Theater so it's just another theater group um, within the county but they actually expand a little bit more and offer classes and uh, be able to do that and I'm trying to uh, develop a good working relationship with them because we're actually using some of their puppets they did James um, before so we're actually using their puppets for, for our production. So um, I would say we have a pretty good relationship with them um, so far, and I love having my kids do their stuff. Yeah, sure, they're doing more. They can. Yeah, and they're getting ready to do or start Frozen either towards the December or next semester or something like that. So um, I have some kids that are going to probably be in both Frozen and Junior and Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So their schedules are crazy, too. Yeah, their schedules are crazy, too. And so I try to be um, you know conscious of that as I'm making the schedule for our musicals because I want as many of them involved as possible so I try to work around as much as I can at least sometimes I can't it's just unavoidable but for the most part we try to work around it cool. right, switching gears kind of a little bit um, kind of back to your specific classroom mm -hmm. stuff what are some maybe some specific highlights that you would like to share about what things that specific to you maybe some tech tools anything like that mm -hmm. I um, am pretty big into, to, into technology myself uh, but sometimes it doesn't always make it into my teaching just because of time <laughs> but when I when I do use it I try to make it as like intentional as I can um, so some things that I do I'm a pretty I, I've been slacking on this lately but when I, I get in the flow I'm a pretty he heavy canvas user um, with with the kids um, more so at the middle school than at the high school but um, I try to do like modules with the weeks and so when we do assignments I just put it in there for the week and so then if I miss an assignment or something they can go back and find it um, but I have used math mastery paths before um, I did it in my theory class this semester where they um, we were doing a concept and I had set it up to where if they got this score on the quiz, they, it showed them this, and if they got less than that, it showed them this. And so it kind of showed me like, 
where they were. Master accounts are really actually pretty easy to set up. It's just taking the time to create all the content um, that they need. Um, a big thing that we do is the um, singing assessments, and I try to be strategic about where I put them because I have to listen to all of them. But um, it, I've been last year I was using a voice recorder that was for Chromebooks, and it was okay. And I was actually uploading to Canvas, but kids were having trouble with it. It took a lot of steps to do. So this year I've switched to Flipgrid, um, and it's been better. Um, it's all self-contained and it goes right there and I can go to Flipgrid and I can see it. Each class has their own grid and I just say, you know, we're going to, I would um, put like the flip code up, but I can actually just make the assignment in Canvas and then do the link to the, to where the grid is and it'll take it right there. Because middle school kids have trouble getting to to the right place and then I have videos in different different places so I try to get them there so that's a good tool um, I know that I use a lot of stuff from the ditch that textbook blog and website so um, there's some really cool stuff that you can do with Flipgrid now that I haven't quite been able to explore but I want to as I as we keep going um, and when they do their singing assessments, I can actually get feedback like right there in Flipgrid. Usually what I'll do is I'll just use it for the video and I'll give the feedback in Canvas because I do the rubric in Canvas and I just click and then do my, if I want to do written comments, I'll just do written comments in the comments box in the speed grader. So that way their parents can see it. Then too. Yeah, then they can see it. Um, and I'm not always the best about getting that stuff back. Uh, like as timely as I'd like just because it, I have to listen to all of them and, and give feedback and I like it to be meaningful too I don't want it to just be okay well you got all sevens and you know no, no right. feedback so um, but a lot of feedback that I do in the classroom honestly is not is not written it's all very um, you know local feedback when they're singing to me and I'm giving them feedback um, or I'm watching them do something for the musical wise and giving feedback that way and adjusting a lot of what I do is in the moment um, feedback just because it's a performance based class and I can't anticipate every single thing that might happen um, I know I try to anticipate problems that I know that they're going to have but sometimes there's something it's like shouldn't be an issue that is an issue so then I have to you know fix that and we're, we got to work through that so um, that's um, kind of as far as feedback goes but when I when we do technology and stuff like that um, I try to give them written feedback on that kind of work just so that they have that for me sure All right, um, you mentioned selling your tickets this year do you remember the company that you're using for that um, the company is called BookTix and it's uh, it really is actually virtually free for us to use there is a small amount of um, money that we pay into it just because there's infrastructure and printing fees and that kind of stuff. But basically, um, we send them the floor plan and they have uploaded it to the site. And people go on there and they choose, they want to sit in this, there's a map of the PAC, they want to sit in this row in the seat and they choose it, they pay for it online with a credit card. Um, and we're able to do that because we're not actually running the credit card. It's run through BookTix and the patron pays the processing fee. Uh, and then they send us a check 
when it's when it's all said and done. Um, so so you're hands off and you don't have to. Yeah. Do see, last year with the tickets, I was very hands on because we didn't have that, and so I basically ran it like a fundraiser. The kids had an order form, and they brought the order form back with the money, and then like would have been like today, like the Wednesday before the show, we would have handed out tickets, which works great if they're going to see everybody before the show. So um, this year, it just is really helped I haven't had to really I've done a few things with it getting comp tickets for students because they all get one free ticket for one of the shows and um, for other people and exchanges and things like that but other than that I'm pretty hands off with it which saves you time yes that yeah that was the whole reason in doing it and for the high school show they want to do reserve seating and we'd have to put these reserve signs on the seats and I just don't really like how that looks personally Um, and it's also time we got to do that before every show and it's just way easier and they can print patrons can pick print pick and print their tickets at home bring them with them they can bring it on their phone um or they can pick them up at the box office we get ticket stock from book text for free um that we then print right there when they buy tickets or if they're picking up at will call we print them ahead of time so yeah. All right. I always like to ask, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would give to teachers that are wanting to try something new? I mean, it seems like you're you're always doing something new. Just so. do it. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it because, I mean, you're not going to know what's going to work if you don't do it. And I always, um, I always say and think I'm a little bit crazy, and I probably am with some of the stuff that I do. But um, I think I would be actually crazy crazy actually insane if i just kept doing the same thing over and over again and i didn't change it at all um i've changed a lot of things this year um just to try to make them better and i would say also don't change for the sake of change change because you want something to be different or you want something to be better um even if that's just to mix it up for the kids that's still not changing for the sake of change you're doing it to try to engage them more or whatever it is but whatever it is that you want to do just go for it just do it just go for it that's right yeah. all right um one quick reminder wrap-up stuff when can or when is james and john peach jr okay it is this friday the november 15th at seven and saturday november 16th at three the doors will open half an hour before each show, and tickets go on sale in the lobby 45 minutes before each show. And the tickets can be found, if I can remember this, is the HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash chsin.booktix.com. Very nice. And I'll make sure, if that's, I'll put that in the show notes link later on. Yeah. So first off, I know you're busy, so thank you so much yeah. for taking the time yeah, out to, uh, to talk to me. and. Uh, I want to say thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Feel free to like, share, subscribe for your imaginary bonus points. Thanks a lot.